Hello, we welcome you to the University of Spiritual Warfare. We're delighted to have you with us tonight. It is December 7th, 2023. Tonight we have a very powerful topic we're going to be talking about. We started on that journey today. And we're talking about something that we heard a tremendous lot of conversation about a couple of years ago, but you don't hear too much about it nowadays. It's talking about a certain kind of food, which is like ethnic food. And this kind of food had a very catchy name. It was called soul food. Soul food, ethnic cooking, different kind of things, and, you know, very tasty, very different, very uh, nice food, tasty meats and whatever else was there, but it was soul foods. And they had names for the places that made it soul cooking, Emma's Soul Kitchen. And these were the things that was going on. But you don't hear much about soul food today. But I'm not going to talk about that. I'm talking about soul food. We talked about today where we get the idea for the soul. John 3.16, and it says in the Word of God, God, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever, meaning you have a choice, believeth or believes and continues to believe, hold fast until the day they die. Hold fast to their belief in Jesus shall not perish, but they will have everlasting life. So believing is a function of the soul. Believing in Jesus is a function of the soul. And even if you believe in some other gods or some other name, that's still a function of your soul. What is your soul? Your soul is your thinking, your thoughts, your intellect, your memory, your emotions, anger, sadness, joy, depression, discouragement, excitement. Uh, all those things are in your soul. The ability to think, the ability to reason, calculate. That's your soul. That's what makes us different from the dogs and the animals. They act upon instincts. We have a soul. Now, Jesus said in John 3, 16, Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. Not perish meaning you will not die when there is death, separation of the soul from the body, and go to hell. Because hell is a locked-off place. Hell is a place that's separated from the presence of God. Heaven is the throne of God. Earth is the footstool of God. So the presence of God saturates the entire globe. Even under the ocean, God is. But God's presence is not in hell. So hell separates man in an area, in that place called hell, but the presence of God is not. So when a person perishes, they go to hell. They go to the torments of fire and, and, and the worm that does not die. <clears throat> and eventually hell will be taken and cast into the lake of fire, burning in with sulfur. So when a person believes with their soul, they will not perish, but they will have everlasting life. So to every believer in Jesus, 
everlasting life is theirs. Every believer, every soul believing in Jesus has everlasting life. Now, to maintain that soul with everlasting life, eternal life, because that soul now becomes an eternal soul, it now has eternal life, then that soul needs some eternal food. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, the Bible. So eternal life or eternal souls must have and will have eternal life when they believe in Jesus and continue to hold dear to their belief in Jesus Christ. But it needs some eternal food. It needs to be fed along the journey, just like your body. You need two meals a day, or three, or sometimes just one. Mm -hmm. So, soul food is food for the soul, the everlasting soul. And you need eternal food, everlasting food for the everlasting soul. The Bible says that heaven and earth is going to pass. I've taught you that so many times. Don't stand with any country. Don't stand with any nation. They're going to pass away. America, Israel, Ukraine, they're all going to pass away. Don't stand with the planets, the sun, the moon, the stars, Venus, Jupiter, Mars. I'm not standing with any one of those, Saturn and all that kind of stuff. No. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But what does God say? He says, my words will never pass away. So the word of God is eternal. And the word of God is eternal food for the eternal soul. All right. An eternal soul must therefore feed heartily on an eternal diet. And the source of that diet, the source of that eternal food is the Bible. When that soul feeds on that everlasting diet, there'll be no depression. There'll be no anxiety. There'll be no discouragement. There'll be no fearfulness. Because all these things come from feeding on the wrong foods. We hear what Goliath is saying down here, and the Goliaths down here, CNN, ABC, and all them other news media, they're telling you all kind of stuff and what's going on. And we hear these Goliaths, presidents, and mighty so-called men, and we feed on that. We feed on the media. Well, that's the wrong food. Mass media brings you the wrong food. You need a Bible. Your everlasting soul needs some eternal food. You need what? Soul food. You must feed on the correct food, the eternal, unshakable word of God. And in people who do not feed on enough of the word, even if they're Christian, they become malnourished. Huh? And that comes from not enough food or the wrong food. Just like when you eat a diet, you eat too much fat, fried food, you become unhealthy. You eat too much carbs, you become overweight. Don't get any exercise, you become overweight. You cannot afford to be spiritually malnourished. Because if you're spiritually malnourished, meaning not enough soul food, huh, you'll become weak. And weakness will come from not enough word. Not enough anointing. Because when you have not enough word, you won't have enough anointing. When you have a good diet, 
good amount of work, you'll have a good anointing. The Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. So it's not the anoint, it's not the person, it's the anointing, the shield about you that brings about that untouchability. It's the anointing that protects you. It's the anointing that cannot be touched. Do not touch my anointed. They can't touch you. The demons can't touch you because of the anointing. And the anointing comes from soul food. In your eternal soul, eating eternal word. Now, I did mention today as a soldier, if they go to boot camp, that's the first thing they sign up. They send them out to boot camp. And what do they do in boot camp? They may run him like a dog. Get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Run, jump, skip, pull-ups, chin-ups, sit-ups, bodily exercise. What are they doing? Whipping the body, taking that pudgy little soft, puny body and taking it and turning it into a chiseled, muscular body that can endure the rigors of the battlefield. So when you go to boot camp, it's to whip the body into shape and get it ready to become that of a warrior, a soldier. But guess what? It's not just the body. It's about the mind. Because you see, mind controls body. Mm-hmm. And that's why the mind must be controlled by the proper diet, soul food. Eternal soul must have eternal word. Because a soldier, even though his body is going to be chiseled and ripped, he's going to get muscular and he's going to be able to run, jump, shout, and, and do things as a soldier would, but his mind must be changed. You're taking that young boy and you're turning him into a man. You're turning him into a killer, a killing machine. That's what soldiers do, by the way. They go on the battlefield. They kill the enemy. All right? Let's get real. They're told you got to kill. Either you kill or you'll be killed. Well, Christians, we must understand not just about coming into the house of God. Paul, the apostle, says you got to keep your body under. You have to take care of your body. You have to take care of your temple. And you must eat good food. And you must make sure you exercise and work out. Get your body under control. Get your body in right shape. Get your mind in the right shape. You're a warrior. That's what Bible Code 7 is all about, bringing you into a mindset. Too many people are losing their mind now. Anxiety, depression, discouragement, fear is creeping in. And before you know it, you're fearful. And the Bible says anybody who is fearful and unbelieving, you cannot make it into the kingdom of God. Because you're listed among the abominable, the unbelieving, the whoremongers, the liars, homosexuals. You cannot make it to heaven because you're unbelieving and you're full of fear. Well, Bible Code 7 is to make you fearless. Just like that soldier when he's whipped in boot camp, his body is able to undergo the rigors of marching with a 50-pound backpack. He's able to go through some hard places. He's able to go through jungles, 
no food that he can survive because he knows what to eat, knows how to get water, and knows how to drink uh, certain plants and eat certain plants. He knows how to look and where to look for water because his body is whipped into shape, but his mind is also whipped into shape. And this is where the soul food comes in. The soul food comes in for what? The mind. And remember, it's mind over body. So the mind controls the body. So when the mind is controlled, soul food will control the body. Soul food helps to bulletproof you, armor plate you. Soul food brings a, a shield around you. And God's glory will shine around you. And the Bible says, he'll lift up your head. Why? Because you are eating soul food. Soul food gives a soul a charge like a battery. And that soul that is charged will begin to shine. It will shine your light. And you'll shine continuously because you're constantly plugged in to what? Soul food. You're plugged into the word. Soul food will give you the same power. It makes you constant. And keep you constant. You'll be constantly charged up. Why? It's the word that does it. And you'll keep on shining. Soul food will help to make you relentlessly a warrior. You'll keep on chopping, chopping. And you, you chop like chopping a tree with an axe. The tree cannot resist the axe. But the tree must fall at an appropriate time. One more chop. That will here make the tree go crunk, 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 and the tree will begin to just topple right over. Soul food, the word of God will give you relentless strength. It will give you what? Relentless strength. Why? The word is pure. I said the word of God is pure. It was. It's like being purified seven times in a fire of furnace. Just like gold or silver, beg your pardon. When you purify silver, it's purified seven times. That's what soul food is, the Bible, the Word, the power of the Word. We don't just go one time. We go seven times. That's how powerful the Word is. I know what soul food is all about. 1988, I was viciously attacked. Demons of hell attacked me. I was losing my mind. I smelled when I went in a brand new limousine, I smelled the sewer, like us. You stick your head, you open a manhole, a sewer cover, and you, you stuck your head right in there. The sewer in a brand new car with the new car smell. And when I was going, I felt snakes wrapping my legs. Cobwebs all over my face and something crawling all over my body like a real thing, like a cockroach or a, something that's crawling under your skin and you're, you're trying to grab it and grab it and it didn't work. I went through all that. I went through all of what the enemy threw at me. I was attacked viciously. I should be either dead or I should be crazy out of my mind. But let me tell you something. I learned from eating soul food I learned that every knee must bow to the word of the living God. One day I was having a pity party and feeling sorry for myself. My bishop prayed and nothing happened. God did not want anything to happen. 
he wanted to give me an encounter with him. One day I was having a pity party and just feeling sorry for myself, and I heard a voice of the Lord said, get up and go read your Bible. Just like that. And I didn't hear it through my audible ears. I heard it in my inner ear. You know, when you hear it inside your head, get up and go read your Bible. And that's what I did. When I started reading, the only thing I read was because I had just come in from the cold, just became a Christian. I only think that I could read and understand. I had a problem with uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I had a problem with that, okay? But the only thing I could understand was Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes, because while I was an atheist, I was reading that. So this is my testimony. I grabbed the book of Psalms, and I began to read, 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 read. Selected Psalms, then I came to Psalm 91, and I read that. My eyes and my understanding opened. I said, wait a minute. If I'm a Christian. I'm a new Christian. This is a promise of God to me. Why am I not having this promise? Ah, and I said, wait a minute. I've been robbed. I read it again. And I read it again. And as I began to read, I felt anger. And I felt like I was boiling mad. Why? Because I'm a Christian and I was not getting what the scripture said. And I heard the voice of God deep within me speaking again, says, rise up, mighty warrior. Yes, I heard it. And I began to read. I was enraged. And I began to read Psalm 91 over and over and over and over multiple times a day. Don't ask me how many times already. Seven, eight, nine, ten. I don't know. A lot of times, probably more than 10 times a day, every day, I begin to read it, and I begin to read it with anger. And please don't ask me when the demons left me and all the attacks ceased, but all I know is that in less than two weeks, 10 days or so, there was no more attack. There was no more foul sewer odor, foul and unclean devils. No, there was no more crawling under my skin. There was no cobwebs all over my face. There was no more snakes wrapping my two legs up while I'm driving. There was no anything else that was going on in me. It disappeared. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? I'm giving you my testimony. I'm not telling you somebody else's testimony or what I read in somebody's book. I'm telling you what I wrote in my book, what I personally endured. Psalm 91 was given to me by the Lord. He told me when I got to it, I read it and I read it and I read it again. That's where I stopped. And I heard the voice of the Lord declare to me, rise up mighty warrior. All right. That's my testimony. When my soul began to feast on that scripture, Psalm 91, and I began to read it day after day after day, multiple times a day, then was when I got my deliverance. My soul was eating what? Soul food. So where the devil was infecting my soul, he got between my ears and he started to confuse me, started to do all kind of stuff. Guess what? Soul food kicked in. Psalm 91 delivered me. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Soul food. My soul was now made fat and flourishing in the word of a living God. 
my eternal soul, because I became a Christian, was desirous of what? Eternal food. Man shall not live by bread alone or food uh, that you put in your mouth alone, but we must live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the living God. I want to let you know that that was where I started to eat from. I started to eat soul food. My soul was nourished from the word of the living God. Where did it all start? Psalm 91. Okay, giving you my testimony. You might not like it. You might not believe it. I'm just telling you my testimony. I know what it is to be attacked. I know what the attack is. I know what happens. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? A vicious attack. But I'm telling you, you can turn it around. I am telling you, you can break the power of the devil, the demons of hell. I did. My bishop was a man that God used, or is a man that God used to do many, many mighty miracles, miraculous things. When he prayed, nothing happened. I was not delivered. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? But he encouraged me and told me, don't give up, don't give up, keep on praying. And when I got and I heard the, the, the voice of the Lord tell me, get up, go read your Bible. What was he telling me? Go put some soul food in your, in your soul. <laughs> go eat some soul food, Norman. And I began to read and eat. And nothing made sense until he led me to Psalm 91. When I read that, that's where it all began. That's where it began for me. All right? And I know God doesn't love me more than he loves you. And I know the Lord wants you to have your soul fat and flourishing, strong like a bodybuilder, like a weightlifter like a heavyweight champion, spiritually that is, fat and flourishing in the word of the living God. Because that's where we fight our battles and that's where we win our battles. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? So every knee is going to bow to the word of God. And this is what the Lord did for me. So I'm just sharing my testimony with you. I've been there and I know what it is to be afflicted by the devil. Please, please, please don't think I'm one of those guys that just get up and talk and talk and just shout and say stuff. No, 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 no. I've been put through the meat grinder. Do you hear what I'm telling you? I used to be an atheist. And I know what it is to be put through Satan's meat grinder. And I know what it is for him to make beef patties, meatloaf, and you name it, whatever he did with me, he did it all. He had me turned every which way but loose. But hey, guess what? I'm still standing. And now I'm standing tall for Jesus. Why? Soul food, the word of the living God, feeding my everlasting soul with the everlasting word of the living God. Here is 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. I invite you to turn your Bibles there, please. 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. 
Let's look at verse 24, 1 Corinthians 1, Corinthians 9. Turn your Bibles there, please. I'll give you a little time while I talk. The Lord spoke a word to me this morning. And I like when God releases a word to me, and as soon as he re- releases the word to me, I like to get the word out to you, because you see, when God releases a powerful word, it's not for me to just sit there and suck it in and say, oh, yes, Lord, I got, I got it. No, it's for me to tell and share the word with you and speak over you. God said, I send my word to heal you and save you from destruction. And I want to share that word with you tonight. 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, verse 24. It says, this is Paul speaking to the Corinthians. Don't you realize that in a race, everybody runs. Only one person gets the prize. Only one person can be the winner. So in any race, one person wins. So Paul, the apostle, says, so run to win. <laughs> don't, re- don't run to be an also ran. Don't run to be a runner-up. No. Only one person gets the prize, so you run to win. Whatever you do, that's what he's saying. Do it to what? Win. Don't go in and be nice. Go into battle to do what? Win. Go into warfare to do what? Win. If you just go in to be nice to everybody and all that, uh uh-uh. You go into battle to what? Win. You want to... When the battle is over, you stand with your foot on the devil's neck and not the other way around. The devil has his foot on your neck. Uh-uh. We fight to win. We're not chivalrous, meaning we're gentlemanly and ladylike. No, we run to win. This is what the Bible says here. One winner, everybody else is a loser. So Paul the Apostle nails it on the head. One person gets the prize. Run to win. Let that person be you. Got it? Verse 25. He says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. You're what? Disciplined in their training. All right. Look at the word discipline. You know, disciplined, there's a word in there, a principal word called disciples. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. And as disciples of Jesus Christ, we must be what? disciplined and we must be disciplined in what our training spiritual warfare training and not only your training but your spiritual warfare yes why they do it to win a prize that will fade away but we do it for an eternal prize here's the word eternal why are we disciplined huh they runners do it to win a prize. Usain Bolt was disciplined and he won many trophies, won many prizes. He was paid very handsomely money and all the money was paid will fade away. But what are we doing? We do it for an eternal prize. We are after an eternal prize. Why? We have an eternal soul. My eternal soul must be protected at all costs and be fed in the eternal word of the living God. Soul food. Verse 26, 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. It says, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. So Paul the the apostle says, I have a purpose. 
I run with purpose every step. I'm not shadow boxing. When he fights, he doesn't beat the air. He lands blows upon the enemy. In other words, when he is engaged in spiritual warfare, he engages, he goes to war to win. And not only does he go to war to win, he lands blows upon the enemy. He is sure that he's sure that he knows that he knows that he knows that in doing spiritual warfare, he is damaging the enemy. He's not playing around. He's not running zigzag. And he's not running just for the sake of running. No, he is fighting, running to win. And he's not shadow boxing that, you know, he's just punching. The, no, no, no. Every punch he throws, he is connecting. In warfare, we connect. How do we connect? With the word of the living God. And we want you to know that when you do spiritual warfare and you declare the word, you're connecting. Don't doubt yourself. Please don't doubt. Have faith. Because anything you do, we do it by what? Faith. And if you don't do it by faith, the Bible says it is sin. So we don't run. Zigzag. I just run for the sake of running. No. So I run with purpose in every step. Why? I'm running to win. I'm fighting to win. I'm not just shadow boxing. No. I'm landing blows on the enemy. I'm not playing around. I'm not in this business to play around. My life is too precious to play around with. I don't play. We're not playing. We're in a serious warfare. There's only going to be one winner. There's going to be one loser. And guess what? I refuse to be the loser. I must be the winner. So Paul says, I run to win. I run with purpose in every step. No shadow boxing. No box in the air. Verse 27, he says, I discipline my body like an athlete. Wait a minute here now. Paul is not an athlete. But Paul, the apostle, the Christian, he said, I discipline my body like an athlete. Training it to do what it should. Mm. Well, that's what I believe and that's what I'm doing. I discipline my body like an athlete. And I train my body to do what it should. Let me ask you the question. Are you disciplining your body, B-O-D-Y, meaning your arms, your legs, your torso, your diet? exercise. He said, I discipline my body just like an athlete. What does an athlete do? They train. They work out. Paul the Apostle, the preeminent disciple of Jesus Christ said, I discipline, and by the way, by the way, let's just get one thing straight, okay? This is not Paul speaking. This is the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul because the Bible says all scripture is given by the inbreathing, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is telling Paul, tell my people, tell all my children, discipline your bodies 
Because Paul said, I discipline my body like an athlete. Follow me even as I follow Jesus. I do that with my body like an athlete. Stop right there. Just like an athlete. What does an athlete do? Well, he goes training. He goes distance. And he goes sprints. Usain Bolt, he not only runs distance, for what? Uh, he has to train. So he has the energy. Huh? Endurance. He never ran distance running, but he ran sprints. 100 yards, 220, you know, that kind of stuff. But he 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 has to do long distance. There are times he has to run around the track a couple of times. Maybe he has to do a mile. Train his body. Discipline his body like an athlete. A disciple of Jesus Christ should discipline your body. Are you disciplining your body? Are you eating the right foods? Getting the right rest? Drinking the right things? Are you working out? Are you exercising? I hear a lot of teaching that tell you, well, bodily exercise don't matter. Bodily exercise counts different. And I look at people and I say, yeah, no wonder. Well, I'm teaching and I'm preaching. Discipline your body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. When your temple, your body is sick, ah. Uh, you're not you're not well. You're sick, okay? Your spirit, your soul is housed in a body. And if your little toe is crushed and it's aching, understand that all part of you ache. Okay? If your body just don't feel energized because it's not well-tuned, well-oiled like a fine-tuned automobile, you just don't feel right. But when your body is feeling well, man, you are in good condition. And Paul says that's how you should be. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. You have pains in your body? I suggest you start disciplining, disciplining your body. Get some kind of exercise program going. Whatever birthdays you have, no matter where you are, start an exercise program. This is the word of God. Otherwise, here's what the otherwise. I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Oh, oh my God. Paul, the apostle says, in other words, what I preach, I must practice. What I preach, I must practice. What I preach, I must do. What I preach, I must practice. I'm not going to preach certain things to you and not practice that. No. If I don't preach, uh, if I don't practice what I preach, I'll be disqualified. Paul says here, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So, we must make sure we take care of the soul, feed the soul, but also take care of the body. Why? Because the soul is housed in a physical body. And that's your body. 
understand carefully. When your body don't feel good, you don't feel good. You ever heard that scripture God say? God says to the young man, young man, I called you because you're strong. All the young men, yeah, it's okay. And what about the middle-aged men, the middle-aged people? What about the senior people? Well, Paul was a senior guy when he wrote the scripture because not long after this, Paul was saying, listen, my time is expired and I know I'm going to die. So Paul was up there in years. Paul was saying, I'm going to do and run my course. I'm going to finish the race that was set before me. So Paul said, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to discipline my body just like an athlete. But Paul, you're not an athlete. You're a preacher. You're a disciple of God. You're a preacher. You go to different places. And he established seven churches. How do you think he established seven churches over in Turkey? One over here and one over there. They had to walk all over the place and probably ride a donkey sometime. But his body had to be disciplined to go up to the rigors of what he had to do. He didn't fly American Airlines to go from place to place. He didn't take the train or take a bus. No. No. Paul had to take his two feet. And there's no... Uh, there's no mention of him having a donkey. And he, he used to ride a horse while he was persecuting the Christians. We don't know if he still had a horse. But we do know, he says, I discipline my body. Just like an athlete. Training my body to do what, I, what it should. Training my body to walk and do what my body should do. Function in the right and proper way. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to other people, I myself might be disqualified. But here Paul is saying, this is what we have to do. Feed your soul, an eternal soul food. Feed your eternal soul upon the eternal word, eternal food. But take care of your body. Discipline your body. Train it like an athlete to do what it should do. Now here's some soul food I'm going to give you. Some word for healing from spiritual anemia. You know, some people have spiritual anemia. Some people are spiritually starving. They're malnourished. They've been eating bad foods, bad spiritual food, have bad diets in their minds. They've been watching too much television, reading all of that trash and allowing all the media stuff to get in your mind and convolute your mind and fill your mind, your hearts with fear. Fear comes our fear comes by hearing and hearing all the bad news and the negative things. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the living God. Feed your soul with faith which comes from the hearing of the word of God. Not CNN and NBC and all that news and news and news and all the negative stuff there. The circus that's going on right there, because where you have a circus of men, the clowns are running the show. Anywhere you have a circus, the clowns are in charge. And that's what we have going on in Washington and in many nations and many places of the earth. The clowns are in charge. We're not clowns, and we don't follow clowns. 
We have a commander-in-chief. His name is Jesus, and we follow him. We, what? We feed our eternal souls with his eternal words. And then now, there's a certain thing that uh, that brings anemia and starvation and malnutrition. Our own bad speech. Whatever you say, you will get. People speak some bad things, you know. Uh-huh. They say bad things. Okay? People say what? Bad things. They say what? Bad things. I was teaching on a broadcast the other night, uh-huh. the other day, and I was telling the world and telling people, I say, when you say, because I'm cognizant of the area that our broadcast reaches, it reaches uh, Europe, Africa, and the Far East, Middle East and Far East, and in many countries they our um, their economy is bad, and there's not enough food, not enough uh, everything, resources. And I was speaking, and I was telling them, I said, when you say life is so hard, there's no work, there's no job, there's just no money, and you say some things like that, what are you doing? You're putting a life sentence to your life for what? Life is so hard, it's going to be hard. Why? Because you said so. You declared it. You just sentenced yourself to a life sentence of hardship. There is no work. There is no money. Well, you just sentenced yourself to no work and no money because you said so. You said so. Things are so bad. Whatever you say, the Bible says, Jesus said to his disciples, whatsoever things you say, you shall have them. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. And whatever you speak, you shall eat the fruit of your lips. So many people are suffering from malnutrition and starvation. And anemia, spiritual anemia, why? Because they never ate the soul food, the real eternal soul food for their eternal soul. They speak bad things from a bad mind, a bad diet. Oh, it's so difficult. All right, it's going to be difficult for you because you said so. Stop saying that. Oh, I'm sick. But I am sick. Well, my Bible tells me, Jeremiah, when God called him, he says, I'm a boy, I'm a child, I can't speak. God looked at him as a child and said, do not say you're a child, but I am a child, God. And God said, don't say you're a child, because anywhere I send you, and whatsoever I tell you, you're going to speak it. You, As of now, you're a man. Is that what God told Jeremiah? So please don't tell me. Oh, I'm just telling it like it is. All right, you can tell it like it is all you want to. I'm telling you how the Bible is. I'm telling you what the Lord says. And I'm telling you why you got soul anemia, spiritual anemia, starvation, malnutrition, because of bad food, bad diet in your mind. The things you say 
is what's going on with you. And you know, some people, they, they just lock themselves into a prison for their life because of bad speech. They're in a prison locked in for life because they've been speaking bad all their lives, negative. Come out of that chat, uh, saints. Come out of that church. You need to change your speech. So I'm going to teach you some speech. Here's some soul food, real food, the word. Psalm number 6 at verse 2. And it says, Have mercy upon me, O Lord. I am weak. O Lord, heal me. My bones are vexed. My bones are vexed. My what? My bones are vexed. Forgive me, Lord. Heal me. My bones are vexed. You know what the vexing of the bones mean? I don't feel my energy. The, in the long bones, the white blood cells and the red blood cells are made. And what happens is that uh, they are manufactured in, in, in the long bones. And what happens is, is, is that when you don't feel your energy, something is going on in there. So here the psalmist was saying, my bones are vexed. I don't feel no energy. Something, I feel anemic. My bones are vexed. Heal me, Lord. I just don't feel my energy. I feel weak. I'm weak. And he said, I'm weak. My bones are vexed. So what is this? This is soul food. Because this is the word of God. So when you're sick, when you don't feel good, when you don't catch your energy, Psalm number 6, verse 2, you can write it down. Psalm 103 says, Who forgiveth all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases? He heals all diseases and he forgives all iniquities, all wickedness. You sick in your body? God, you heal all my diseases. Every last one of them. My body is completely healthy. My body is pain-free. No disease can live in my body. Uh-uh. I will not tolerate you living in my body. No. I discipline my body and I keep it in the subjection. No diseases are allowed in my body. Why? Because I'm going to eat right. I'm going to eat soul food. Eternal word for my eternal soul. That's number one. Number two, I'm going to eat the right foods. No fatty foods. Now, most people know I don't eat meats. I'm plant-based. I work out. I exercise. I'm going to keep my body. I'm going to do as Paul says. I'm going to keep it and trim in discipline like that of an athlete. <clears throat> Sicknesses and diseases don't come near me. <clears throat> I don't tolerate that stuff. So this is soul food that you need to release. These are the words you need to release. Psalm number 30 and verse 2, it says, Oh, Lord, my God, I cried unto you, and you have healed me. I cried unto my God, and he has healed me. Soul food. You have healed me, Lord. I used to be sick. I'm healed now. I'm prospering, and I'm in wellness, because the Lord has what? Healed me. Jeremiah said, uh, 17 uh, verse 14 says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, I shall be saved. For you are my praise. You are my praise. 
Jesus, in Mark, the third chapter, Jesus ordained 12 disciples. And in the 15th verse, and he gave them the power and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. This is soul food for when you're sick, when you don't feel well. Repeat it, say it over and over and over and over. Let that soul food get in you and get in your soul and take control of your body and your body will begin to feel better. Soul food, food for the soul. Man shall not live just by food and and water alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I met a young man. I call him young, but you know, he's up here, maybe in his 60s. And he said, I said, you don't look well. He said, man, I don't feel well either. I looked at his countenance and I could tell. I said, you don't look well. He was telling me how he felt. I told him, I said, listen, change your diet. Why? Because I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. Change your diet. I was feeling so bad several years ago. I was living on caffeine. 16-ounce bottle of Coke, coffee. When I went to the doctor, my blood sugar was over 450 and my cholesterol over 500. Okay? I know what I'm talking about. I was overweight. I was a ticking time bomb. Please don't tell me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I heard the voice of the Lord. It was called, uh, not Whole Foods. It was called, uh, I forgot the name of Whole Foods. Before it became Whole Foods, the Lord spoke to me and said, go into the store. And he told me, and he says, go buy a big thing of salad, greens and beans and all. Go to the salad bar. And he bought, I bought this big container and stuffed it full, paid for it. And for three days, the Lord told me, I want you to eat nothing but this. Well, guess what? I ate nothing but that. The Lord spoke to me and told me what to do. And the second day, I had one meal out of that. I had three meals set up in one container stuffed with the salad bar stuff from, uh, uh, geez, I can't remember the name, before it became Whole Foods. And I ate it. After the second day, my energy came back. By the end of the third day, and I ate the last amount, man, I felt like no coffee, no no, no Coca-Cola, nothing. My energy came back, and I felt like I was at the peak of my performance. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. The Lord told me what to do. All right? So change the diet. Change your diet. Go on some greens and beans and get off of that fatty meat and all that kind of stuff. And you'll begin to see a change. All the apostles in Acts chapter 19, I'm going to invite you to turn your Bibles there. Acts chapter 19, Paul was well fed. He was well fed on soul food. How do you know that? Well, Paul the Apostle wrote almost two-thirds of this New Testament. He was inspired by God to write. He wrote the New Testament, soul food for us. He was well-equipped. He was well-able. He had powerful endurance. Why? The man fed his everlasting soul. Here he was in a place called Ephesus, speaking with the Ephesians. And in Acts 19 and verse 8, 
It says, Paul went to the synagogue and preached boldly for the next three months. Underline three months. Acts 19, 8. Three months. Arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God, but some became stubborn, rejecting his message and publicly speaking against the way. So what did Paul do? Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. Then he held daily discussions at the lecture hall of a man named Tyrannus. This went on for the next two years. Three months, two years. Boy, that's some endurance. That is some endurance. So that people throughout the province of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. Nothing happened. Two years and three months. Following through a dry spell. What kept him and made him be able to go through this dry spell? So food. What keeps a preacher when he preaches and preaches and preaches and preaches? So food. He doesn't look and see certain things. And being deterred by that, he keeps his energy, keeps everything in focus and in perspective. Why? Soul food. Verse 11, then God did something. God responded. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had nearly touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases, and evil spirits were expelled. Why? Stole food. And it goes on, it says, in verse 13, a group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Verse 14, seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who the hell are you? Oh, that's not in there. It says, who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked, and battered. Mm. They got a complimentary beating given to them by uh, Jesus himself. Naked and battered. Seven men beaten by one man. The story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike. A solemn fear descended on the city. The name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Oh, I love this. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of the books was several million dollars. That's the new translation. So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. Why did it 
have a powerful effect. And why did all these things happen? Paul's endurance. Paul persisted. He endured. Why did he endure? Soul food. Soul food. The man had the word, and he feasted his mind upon the word. He feasted his everlasting soul upon the everlasting word, and he persisted. And when he persisted, he got the victory. He got the victory. You see the importance of soul food? Coming back to where we started, John 3.16 says, Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. Whosoever believes now and continues to believe until the very end, either Jesus returns or until they die. Whosoever believeth, E-T-H means consistently believing. How can you maintain consistent belief in Jesus? Soul food. Word of God, the eternal word of God for the eternal soul. I hope you're seeing how important it is to have that word, the eternal word for the eternal soul. And also, I hope you see how important it is, just like Paul the Apostle said, bring your body into discipline. Train it like an athlete. Now, when your temple is sick, when you don't feel good, the whole, your mind don't feel good. Nothing feels good, okay? I've been there and I know what it is. So my desire for you is that you feel good, that you prosper, you flourish, you thrive, and you'll be in excellent health. Even as your soul prospers in the Lord, meaning you're going to have good physical health. You're going to have good spiritual health. Why? Because your soul will be in prosperity in the Lord, in the Word. Your soul will be nourished with the eternal Word of the eternal God, which is the appropriate food for your eternal soul. Amen. Amen and amen. Bible Code 7 is to bring that Word to you and teach you and show you how to put it all together that you will understand fully and nothing else is going to replace the word. Faith will come by the hearing and the hearing of the word of the living God. Fear will come by hearing and hearing, well, I'm not going to say which one, but you know those three-letter media when you watch on television, internet. Uh, they always bring you bad news about what's going on in the world. Turn that stuff off, okay? The old preachers used to call it the hell-o-vision. Turn the hell-o-vision off. I read voraciously much stuff on the Internet. Some, sometimes I reach a point now, I say, you know, I don't, I don't need to know what's going on here. I don't need to see what's going on in presidential debates and what's going on in Washington. I'd rather go read my Bible. Enough of this stuff. Enough. So what do I do? I get to the word. I feed my eternal soul with the eternal word of the living God. I nurture my soul and make my soul become muscular, 
powerful in the word of God. Why? Because I want God to do something with me and in my life like he did with Paul. Two years and three months, nothing happened. Dry spell. But then God began to use him, gave him an anointing, handkerchiefs and kerchiefs and anything that was placed on his body and touched his skin, touching on people, they were healed. Demons were cast out because of what? The anointing. How did he get the anointing? The eternal word of the eternal God. That's where the anointing comes from. So please make sure that you go for the anointing by going for feasting on the word of the living God. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord God lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace, both now until he returns. He's coming back. Have yourself an awesome and an amazing night. God bless you. We'll catch you again next Thursday.